3: And welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with a rhino in the Super Talk studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this hump day. It's a little springy out there, a little today. bit. I'm telling you, it felt like it. And you hear the birds. They like, they're, I don't know, they're more active or something.
2: It's on. putting lots of energy into the atmosphere, which is unfortunately going to lead to some unfortunate weather tomorrow. They, yeah. they still can't quite decide on how severe it's going to be. But it looks like if your address has Mississippi in it, you're going to get some precipitation tomorrow.
3: Well, we need a little rain. We just don't want the violet weather. We could do without that. I'm uh, scheduled to be off tomorrow, speaking at uh, Rotary Club in Ridgeland, my hometown, and before that, going to an event out at Nissan. Big announcement coming tomorrow. Uh Stay tuned for that. Looking forward to that. You know, the Amazon Fulfillment Center out there in Canton, they've pushed back their opening date. We're not surprised, having been in touch with them uh, through the Madison County Economic Development authority it 's been touch and go because of so many of the materials and the components needed to uh, complete construction have just been on back order, constrained, really just unreliable in terms of pinpointing a delivery date, so all of that stuff continues I think now. The word is from the Amazon folks that we're looking at four to six months
2: Yeah, the time frame I saw reported was anywhere from July to September okay, but they are hoping to have it open in time for christmas shopping yeah
3: so um, and, and this is apparently the situation across the country with the other fulfillment centers that the e commerce giant is building out presently. On the show today for you, Pepper Crutcher, attorney with Balsh and Bingham. I um, asked Pepper to come in, had Alex get in touch with him, because there is a bill up there in Washington, those zany Congress folks. This is interesting, this would essentially end the practice of, or the use of arbitration for any sort of sexual assault or sexual harassment charges or allegations, grievances, I guess maybe the more appropriate legal term, in the workplace. So it's fairly common, we'll get into that with Pepper, but it's fairly common to include arbitration as the first step to resolve such disputes. And uh, this bill basically would force such disputes to go to court and pursue the uh, the argument through the means of the courts. And that would uh, really turn things upside down in that world. Anyhow, Pepper is an expert on those matters. As if matters. the court
2: dockets aren't full enough.
3: Exactly. And uh, the first thing, uh, I won't steal, it, uh, steal Pepper's thunder, but the first thing he pointed out to me with respect to what such future grievances in the workplace would look like, Made total sense, and I'll let him tell you about that when he comes on. But It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Anyhow, Dr. Elizabeth Mitchell, ophthalmologist and eye surgeon with the eye group of uh, Jackson, here in Jackson, comes on at 12.05 and going to share with us some really innovative new technology. And again, I continue to be amazed at how advances – in technology, in medical science, just bend the curve of treatment, of quality of life and health improvement. I I still am a firm believer that this is really the only way, as well, to bend the cost curve of the cost of care. It's not a bunch of goofy insurance laws and bills and reforms and stuff like that. That really doesn't do squat. Innovation is the way to do it, this is really amazing what Dr. Mitchell is going to talk to us about. I think it's it's primarily for patients who undergo cataract surgery. Watch the little video that that uh, presents the technology. It's really incredible. So that's coming on. Uh, Speaking of a patient, yeah.
2: Did you see the good news I just put in the midday's Facebook group? What's that? If you haven't seen it. Go join the Middays with Gerard Gibbert Facebook group, Just uh, or join the page. We'll Mm -hmm. let you on there. Yep. It's from the Tunica Humane Society, and if you've been keeping up with it, Buddy, the dog that was set on fire by a juvenile about 10 months ago, has been undergoing treatment this whole time and uh, had to go through some pretty intensive recovery and rehabilitation and treatments to, to get to a point where they felt comfortable letting him go well yesterday afternoon late the tunica humane society put out an announcement that buddy is back that's awesome that is totally awesome thanks going to his forever home and he looks to have a loving future in front of him oh that's awesome so good to hear so horrible so heinous
3: cruel good grief well, uh, so appreciate that. good luck that. to
2: Buddy and Betsy.
3: Yeah, appreciate that. So, great news. Super Bowl ratings. So we talked about that a little bit yesterday. I think the official data is in, and it appears that the big game did attract more than 112 million viewers, but that fell just short of the record, which was 2015, that was the Contest between the New England Patriots and Seattle Seahawks. I do remember that one. Great game. It attracted 114 million viewers. Fell just short. Nonetheless, that's a pretty big deal. Big old deal.
2: Yeah, I saw it broken down, and I heard the guys yesterday on, on Sports Talk talking about it. Where okay. So uh, Just over 11 million people used streaming services to watch the game. Wow. So that might change your advertising strategy maybe a bit huh I mean we've had conversations in the in the studio in the break room in different places talking about which commercials we saw and didn't see because of how we were watching it
3: yeah how you consumed it absolutely how about that interesting so on the economic front retail sales you folks are spending too much Remember Senator Ernest Hollings, I believe it was from the 70s on the Senate floor there. He from North Carolina or South Carolina, one of the Carolinas. And he was always uh, quick with the quips. Kind of reminds me of Senator Kennedy from Louisiana today. And after, <laughs> after hearing from uh, some testimony there about the outrageous inflation being experienced during that era, he came away and he said, there's too much consuming going on out there. Too much consuming. <laughs> so what did Pelosi say yesterday on the clip? Too many people working, is what her explanation was. So retail sales unexpectedly up 3.8% last month in the month of January. And amid the rather abrupt rise in inflation... It was expected that would quell sales, but you folks are consuming too much out there. It ain't it ain't uh, doing it. So this really, uh, I'll talk about this later in the program. But this really does put the Fed in in quite the conundrum in terms of what action to take to to uh, in an effort to arrest the uh, meteoric rise of inflation. Honestly, we just, of course, discuss the. Producer price index data yesterday, and that's the cost of inputs to the production process at the wholesale level. It was off the charts higher than expected. That portends, of course, for future retail inflation. Now we got a surge in retail sales beyond what was expected, and when you got that going on, You know, what you hear out of the left is it's profiteering, it's price gouging. Well, why are you paying the price? How do you say it's price gouging when these commodities are widely available from a number of sources and you keep paying the price? Used cars? Incredible. So I saw this this morning, a 2021 Chrysler Pacifica Touring L in 2021, just a year ago, the sticker 42,920. The used price today 43,894. you ever heard of that before? A, an automobile going up in value after driving it showroom new off the lot. Unprecedented. A Dodge Caravan went from 15 grand in 21, 25 grand today. A $10,000 increase and it's used. Pepper Crutcher with Balsham Bingham up next on Midday. Stay with us.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions high near 73. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, cloudy skies low around 60. Thursday, showers and thunderstorms high near 75. And for your finally Friday, mostly sunny and cooler high near 52. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Ugh
6: 3.
7: Yellow here with a
8: special
9: invitation to join us weekday mornings, six nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. Check it
0: out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
2: Let's get on
0: with it. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. Tony Basil. I can still see her in that cheerleading outfit in the video. She made a lot of money with that deal, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are back. We've got Pepper Crutch, your attorney, Balsh and Bingham, in the studio. Full disclosure, of course, as I always do Pepper, longtime friend, longtime confidant, and legal counsel. Uh, throughout our uh, our business relationship, a very valuable member and partner of the team in that regard. Pepper called me a couple of weeks ago to alert me to this bill that was uh, traversing through the U.S. Congress and uh, did some research on that after he alerted me to this thing coming up. So, uh, Pepper, welcome, and give us the background on this bill and what this thing means.
10: Well, um... So, uh, if uh, you are an employer, as you used to be, and you have a system of arbitrating by contract your employment disputes with your employees, uh, then thanks to the Federal Arbitration Act up until February 10, 2022, you could enforce that to make your employees arbitrate instead of going to court against you, even in the case which the where a claim involves sexual harassment or sexual assault. Thanks to H.R. 4445, passed February 10, uh, with bipartisan Republican support in the Senate, by the way. Yes, I'm looking uh, at that, yeah. uh, You will no longer be able to enforce your arbitration system if you just leave it as it is. To make people go (laughs) to court, to, to stop people from going to court against you, if there is anything about the dispute that relates to sexual harassment or sexual assault, So it doesn't mean – it doesn't affect only cases that allege only sexual harassment or sexual assault. The law literally says if anything in the case relates to sexual harassment or sexual assault, then employers can't enforce their arbitration systems and employees get to go to court, bypass the arbitration system. Now, what do you think is going to happen (laughs) – I I teased it in the last (laughs) segment. Go ahead and tell them. So uh, I really, I really admire my entrepreneurial trial lawyer friends. And I know what they're going to do. So (laughs) if they could have a 70-year-old white male plaintiff, and something in the complaint is going to allude to some incident of sexual harassment or sexual assault so that they can bypass the arbitration system because they hate arbitration. I can see the conference now. (laughs) But you were sexually harassed, right? right?
3: Well, like one time. At the water cooler, they came by and pinched you on the butt or something like that.
10: Now, what will happen is if it's a, if, if it's a male plaintiff, you know, the male plaintiff will say, "Well, you know, ten years ago I ratted out my uh, my fellow male manager for sexual assault, and you waited, you bided your time, but you eventually got me for doing that." And mm. literally, on the way this bill is written, that would bypass the employer's arbitration system. All right. So, for for the
3: benefit of the audience, why Pepper would. An employer and perhaps even an employee is part of their contract, part of their the terms of their employment agreement. Why would they opt and want to seek arbitration as a primary means of settling, or certainly the first approach to settling a dispute, versus just go straight to a lawsuit and into court?
10: Well, you know, when you hear somebody say it's not about money, it's about money. Sure, um, it's about money. So, uh, in litigation, time is money. The longer any lawyer works on something, the more it's going to cost for that lawyer to finish working on it. The great advantage of arbitration for both parties is that it typically takes a fraction of the time to resolve an employment claim in arbitration that it takes to resolve it in court. And that's before all the COVID delays in the court dockets. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at now probably two to three years. Uh, to resolve an employment claim in Mm -hmm. a federal district court. You probably get that done in six to nine months in arbitration. Who typically serves as arbiters? Um, Leaving aside the world of labor contract arbitration. Okay. um, The typical people serving as arbitrators are lawyers who have some experience in employment law or people who used to be judges, and as judges, got some experience with employment law. Okay. They tend to be older people, people who are semi-retired or retired. Um, and they, the, the very successful ones tend to spend a lot of time on flying around the country um, hearing cases. Arbitrators, not arbiters, my bad. So, mm-hmm. Same thing. Uh, uh, so I've been through one of
3: these before, and uh, for those of you that haven't, I'll explain kind of what those look like. You get the two parties in separate rooms. That's been my experience. That's mediation. Okay, that's mediation, not arbitration. Okay, the difference, please.
10: Yeah, this doesn't apply to to mediation. Help me understand the difference. So arbitration is like going to court. The ruling is final and binding. Now, you can appeal it to a court under various statutes that control appeals. Okay. But when you get a judgment, called an award from an arbitrator. That's like getting a judgment from a court. You've agreed that it's going to be an effective, final and okay. binding as to you, subject to any appeal rights you might have. That's okay. arbitration. All right. So,
3: all right. So let's get back to this per- particular subject, which, which deals specifically with sexual harassment. I mean, that's the, what the law.
10: Sexual, Is it a law yet? Is sex, it signed? Sex, uh, No I don't know if the president has signed it yet, okay. but he's going to sign it. Yeah. Sexual harassment sexual assault, and it also has a section about predispute waivers of the right to bring a class or collective action. So one okay. of the things that an arbitration agreement for especially a large corporate employer says is, hey, you can't sue us um, uh, as a member of a class or a collective action. You have to bring only your individual claims. Well th- this outlaws that too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. What's the purpose? What are they looking for here? Why do they want to force well, this into court and not allow arbitration? What, what Republicans were motivated by and agreed on is that it is morally wrong and it ought to be legally wrong for serially abusive executives to use arbitration and confidentiality agreements to keep the rest of their female workforce from finding out what they're doing. Okay, gotcha. you. Okay. Everybody agrees on that. Okay. And if this bill had only done that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I people like me wouldn't. No question. No. Yeah. But Boom. sadly this this bill creates lots of incentives to throw bogus sexual harassment sexual assault claims into lawsuits that otherwise wouldn't have them as a way to bypass arbitration.
3: Is this the Me Too movement driving this,
10: do you think? Your opinion. Y- yes. Yes, but it's also um uh, you know from for good republican moralists it's uh we shouldn't allow Jeffrey Epstein to get away with it. We shouldn't allow Harvey Weinstein to get away with it. And yep. we ought to be part of uh, stopping them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh and now all kinds of revelations about
3: uh the ousted Chris Cuomo at CNN. Looks like he's got his hands full. No arbitration
10: there. I can't tell my favorite <laughs> CNN joke uh, on the air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I just heard it recently but it involves that. Oh my <laughs> god there.
3: <laughs> All right, so uh, how might this change the outcomes of these disputes? Arbitration versus going to court, full full-blown lawsuit.
10: Well, employers who have relied on their arbitration system as a way to manage their risks are going to have to either re- redesign those systems to address this amendment, or they're going to find those systems increasingly useless, and they're going to experience a spike in their sexual harassment claims. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got
3: to believe that's going to be the case. Yeah. So, um, Now, what you are telling us is that this law would invalidate existing those provisions in existing agreements. Is that correct?
10: Yes. With regard to claims of sexual harassment, sexual assault that arose on or after February 10, 2022. If something arose last year, you can still enforce your agreement.
3: Wow. So the government just steps in and says, hey, employer and employee, these agreements, these gazillions of agreements you have in place. Which provide for arbitration to settle disputes between the parties of employer, employee. Well, when it involves sexual harassment, sorry, that doesn't apply. You've got to go
10: to court. I mean, is that, am I reading that right? Well, no. Employees could still choose arbitration if okay. they wanted. They, they don't have, an have option. to. But, okay. but here, here's the conversation that I think is typically going to happen. And I sort of feel sorry for women who are going to be subjected to this conversation. You've got a case that's, let's say, it's about age or let's say it's about race or something else. It is sort of an iffy case, something a large might want to take, might not. Uh, but if he's got a good arbitration, absolutely not mm-hmm. going to take it because lawyers are in this to, for the hoping for the the lottery verdict in the jury trial. Yeah. So the lawyer says to you, you know, if you can think of a sexual harassment incident you suffered at some point, I might be interested in taking this case. If you can't, I'm probably you. not your guy. Okay. Okay. Now about money. <laughs> it's about money. <laughs> when they say it's not about money, it's,
3: <laughs> it's about, about money. money. <laughs> Hear you. Oh my gosh! Well, all right. So we gotta. We'll figure out whether or not. But the, you're right. The president's going to sign this. It passed on a vote in the House, three thirty-five to ninety-seven. All the no votes were Republicans. I guess my objection here, and we gotta go. But my objection here is, it's just government getting in my handbook again. I just don't
10: like that. Well, get used to it. <laughs> Sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Pepper Crusher with Bosch and Bingham has been our guest here on middays. We shall take a break right here. We'll come back with more talk. And then we got Dr. Elizabeth Mitchell at twelve oh five. Stay with us. It's
5: the, it's the, tell me just
8: Gun safe says the Browning safes have arrived. Too many, in fact. Security Joe's warehouse is bursting at the seams and he's having a huge sale to make room for his Hummer. For a limited time only, choose a Browning Sporter, Rawhide, Hog, or Silver Series gun safe, all with overstock price discounts. Take advantage of a special shipment of Browning Hog 49 gun capacity safes, discounted hundreds of dollars just for this sale. Whether you need a high-capacity safe for that expensive gun collection, or have just a few guns, important paper, jewelry, or cash, Discount Gun Safe has something to fit any size and budget. Need it delivered? If you live less than 100 miles from the store, delivery starts at just $100. Put your tax refund to good use by purchasing a Browning safe at the lowest prices of the year. See these and other safes by visiting the showroom of Discount GunSafe. 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl, Mississippi, or call 601-939-8233. That's 601-939-8233.
12: Grass cutting season is almost here And Harley Equipment and Gluckstat is ready to help you With all your pre-season service needs On both Exmark and Skag mowers <laughs> Hartley has teamed up with Exmark and Skag To offer a 10% discount on all mower maintenance services This includes parts, labor, pickup and deliveries That's valid at the end of February Hartley can also come to you with their on-site mobile service truck
1: Sounds like a deal
12: Yes, it is. If you're in the market for a new Exmark or Skag Zero turn mower, they're offering purchasing options of 0% interest and no money down. Hartley Equipment's annual open house will be on Friday, February 25th and Saturday the 26th and will have open house prices on all in-stock Exmark and Skag mowers, outdoor power equipment and accessories. Call today at 601-499-0944 or come take advantage of their springtime 10% mower maintenance special. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Senate bill that would prohibit the teaching of critical race theory in K through 12 and on the university level is still alive. Douglas Carswell, CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy told us they had a hand in drafting the legislation.
15: You can't encourage teachers to teach ideological agenda that is in a direct assault on Martin Luther King's vision of America. So we think our bill is very much part of the tradition of Martin Luther King, and it, it, it extends this idea that you know young Mississippians should be taught um, to judge other Americans on the basis of their character, not the color of their skin. And,
14: Critics have suggested the bill is so vague that its potential impact is unclear. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
16: It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own three doors down, live. Five. 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 Bad Flower. Non-Points. Deadpool Society. And special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studios on this hump All right, guys. So we were uh, talking about retail sales. Appreciate Pepper, of course, for coming in and always enjoy his uh, his legal expertise, um, on which I have certainly relied extensively in my business career, and, and uh, was always, he was always a trusted partner. But uh, a lot of fun talking to him about this stuff, because he, he just digs into it, knows more than anybody I know about this kind of uh, subject matter with respect to employment law. But, you know, can't you just see this clogging up the courts? Because it's easy money. And unfortunately, my experience... When you get into court, and I'm not speaking just for myself here, I think a lot of people would join me in this observation. So often, it really just turns into a big redistribution apparatus. Now that's not to say that people don't do inappropriate, bad things in the workplace, especially with respect to sexual harassment and other matters of sexual hostility. Absolutely. That happens. No question. And the people who commit those acts, they should suffer the consequences. But I think it has to be noted that there are a lot of people that see the court system as a way to enrich themselves, because they know Just as Pepper said, it's about the money. They know so often, and especially do their lawyers on the other side, you just make a squawk, and you're likely to get money. And the thing that I have through the years, just in business, always kind of belly I guess, to (laughs) to my plaintiff lawyer friends, many of whom I have, that, that I respect. They're smart people, good people. They do a job to serve society, but the fact is, anybody on any given day can fairly easily file a lawsuit. And when they do so, especially a business, an entity, a private enterprise, if they are the defendant, you're just going to have to pay your way out of it. It doesn't really matter if you committed any wrongdoing. It generally doesn't matter if if the facts are on your side. Most of the time, your insurer will sort of handicap and analyze the cost of litigation as the alternative if you just draw a line in the sand and say, no, we're absolutely in the right here. We're going to drag this thing into court and let the courts play out, and we believe we'll prevail, and that will cost us less than if we settled with the plaintiff. That's that's really the decision-making process that the insurers undergo. Uh, I had one 20-something years ago where I got sued, only time, knock on wood, by a customer, one time in thirty-three years. And it was a a Memphis-based customer, big commodities brokerage, and uh, I know this is crazy in, in today's world, but back then, IP digital voice or digital networks to carry voice transmission so-called, IP, we called it IP telephony back then. It's common now, right? Everybody, we have it here. Everybody's got it now. You can consume it from the cloud. Back then, there wasn't enough internet bandwidth to deliver such services via the cloud. You had to install it on site locally, and it was all kinds of specialized hardware and software to do that. Well, if you, depending on the bandwidth you have, it could affect the voice quality. And you may remember the old gargle, garbled, crackled voices, and you're wondering what's going on there. It's because there's bandwidth constraints. And that's not a big deal today because we got so much bandwidth. But back then, so this commodities broker um, had problems uh, with the system, and we worked tirelessly. I mean, and we darkened the skies with engineers from the manufacturer <laughs> to try to diagnose the problem. But in the meantime, they decided they were going to sue us, and it and sued for, I mean, their lawyer, when we got the lawsuit, it like had every law on the books, it seemed like, that they said we violated as part of this. And, you know, what you finally realize is you're, you're going to have to pay your way out. So here's what ended up happening. This sounds weird, but... Cisco Systems, the manufacturer of this solution, we were pretty big into that, they finally brought some technology in. I don't even remember what it's called, but it would sit between the external connection and the internal system. And it would literally capture the transmission to see, well, is it getting garbled and distorted once it's on the local network, or is it coming in that way? And they had a suspicion it's coming in that way. And they were right. And it turns out it was their Internet service provider. Now, we didn't have the tools back then to diagnose that stuff as readily as you do today. turns out it was coming in that way. So the system we installed was just transmitting what was coming in. And unfortunately, that was determined after they filed the suit. And even though we went to management and showed them and made them listen, didn't matter. Facts didn't matter. Still pursued it. We had to pay our way out. You have to pay your way out. That's the problem that I have with the legal system. Now, that's not to say you don't want people, you don't want to have a system that's so onerous and difficult to navigate that if you truly do have a grievance, you can't pursue that our legal systems. Absolutely, you need to have that. But I, sometimes lawyers get aggressive. I know that sounds crazy, like, uh, but but they do. And in this case, it's like, well, don't you hear it? It doesn't matter. I mean, it just didn't at that point. And you have to pay your way out. So that's always what I've presented to my plaintiff lawyer friends. You guys, no matter what, you're going to get paid. you got to pay your way out. And, and that's just an exa- my example. There's gazillions of these examples uh, that, that folks are aware of. I, I drank hot coffee from the McDonald's. Give me $50 million that burned my tongue. You know what I'm talking about. Just um, just these, these crazy lawsuits that come up that uh, because it's so easy and there's so many out there that will accept those
2: the worst frivolous lawsuit i ever heard about was the time a guy broke into a home while a family was on vacation knowing they wouldn't be there and got locked in the garage where there was only cases of diet coke and dried dog food and he subsisted on hot diet coke and dry dog food until the family came back from vacation And discovered him in the garage. He then sued for false imprisonment and won. (laughs) Well, the fact
3: is, just in my experience, judges often and it depend now look, it depends on the venue. It absolutely depends on the venue and the judge. Some are more business friendly than others. But and the same is true for juries. But often It just looks like those making the decision, whether it's a judge and you're just looking for a a judgment, or it goes all the way to a jury trial. It's like, let's see here, they look like they got more money than them. Just give them some of yours, and we'll call it a day. I mean, that that literally is the decision-making process. There's probably people out there that are mad at me for saying it right now. I don't care. That's my observation. And you'd like to think, no, no, they're not tainted by that and they truly do consume and analyze and rule on the facts, I do think that happens a lot. I think it happens most of the time. But a lot of times when it's these business disputes or it's business employee or business consumer, there's just a tendency to kind of root for the underdog in that situation. Now, sometimes they do bad stuff, and they need to be taken down. They need to pay the price. No question. I'm not condoning that, not supporting that folks shouldn't have the right to pursue those grievances, absolutely. But the problem is, as you pointed out, it seems like for every few that are legitimate, there's a few that aren't, and it kind of taints the whole thing, it feels like. And so you've got to drill down and see, is this just BS, people trying to shake somebody down, or is there truly a problem here? I mean, that's the deal, right? So, anyhow, I just got, uh, we got a note here from Malcolm from Tishomingo, says, just bought fertilizer from my garden, 50-pound bag of triple 13, $2 more per bag than this time last year. It's just unbelievable, this inflation thing, and Biden is in a denial about it. We'll come right back on Middays. Stay with us.
14: you mind your own business.
2: The best made-to-order
4: lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Ben Nelson Golf &
8: Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glockstead or online at bennelson.com.
19: This is the opening agri market report. It's the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange: May cotton was down 49 to 120.29. July cotton was down 51 to 117.52. The of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were up 21 and three quarters to 1573 per bushel. May soybeans were up 20 and a half to 1576 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was up three and a quarter to 641 and a quarter per bushel. May corn was up three cents to 640 and a half per bushel. At the mercantile, April live cattle was down 10 cents to 146.80. June live cattle was up 15. To 142.27. March feeders down 12 to 168.60. April feeders up 60 to 173.15. At the open, the Dow Jones down 207 points, 34,781. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. Are you looking for a
12: contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed.
9: The
3: Seagulls here on Super Talk Middays. Gerard and Rhino in the studios here. Thomas and Greenwood says they put a T-Bird, talking about Cisco Systems, in line and pulled that channel out of the stream. I do it daily. Yeah, I don't think that was very common back in the 2000 time frame when we installed this system. But, yeah, that uh, I-, I couldn't remember the name of the device, but I knew, was- I knew what the purpose was and what it did, and how i i felt it um to a great extent d- it didn't to a great extent it did absolutely categorically demonstrate that the the problem was on from the carrier and not from the premise solution but nonetheless the uh the old suit went on uh was no fun and cost and cost a bunch of money even though we didn't do anything wrong uh let's see here who was uh, who was it, Rhino, that sent us? Yeah, Barton Land Surveying. Wow. Look at that vehicle. I'm assuming that is full of fertilizer? Looks or like it. Something. Some or sort soil. of material. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure that the price increase ain't no fun when you're filling that dude up. Ooh.
2: No. Hmm. Wow.
3: Let's see here. Uh, I was uh, in the jury pool, this is Paula Meridian on the C Tax Line, on a trial in the Delta. Lady slipped and fell on a freshly mopped floor in the local Sears store. Wet floor signs were displayed. She sued Sears corporate, local Sears franchise, building owner. Oh, yeah, they go after all the pockets. I mean, that's just part of the deal. Her lawyer told the seated jury to forget the law, this is in quotes, forget the law, do what is right for this lady. The jury awarded her a bunch of dollars. Sears appealed to the state Supreme Court. I don't know what the final outcome was. Well, I mean, that's an example.
2: Who can't name and cite some
3: crazy, frivolous lawsuit like
2: that? I can name you one piece of produce that I guarantee you, if you Google... This produce and grocery store fall or grocery store slip, you'll find no less than a dozen of them. Because I remember it was like a freaking pandemic of grape slips about a decade ago, where it seemed like every time you turned around, somebody else was going to the grocery store somewhere around the world and slipping on a grape. Unbelievable. Now, I've got I a... kid you not, Google grape grocery store slip. <laughs> you'll find a dozen of them at I, least. I would have thought bananas, but you, you've enlightened me. Grapes. Grapes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Appreciate I can that. I see how that would happen because, I mean, you reach over, grab a thing of grapes. One of the loose ones falls off. It's already rotten enough to fall off the bunch of grapes, so it's already ready for slipping, and it's just a little grape on the floor, so you don't notice it until you slip on it, and there you go. <laughs>
3: Mose wants to know if we can get the CNN joke on the Facebook page. we got to go back to Pepper for that, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and Carolyn Starkville wanted us to know that she's pleased with the final outcome of Buddy, right? Buddy. So, yeah, that, I agree. That is awesome. Thank you for that, uh, Carol.
2: And if you missed that, you can go to Facebook, go to the Middays page, and... Uh... You can find it there. I shared the post from the Tunica Humane Society where they were announcing yesterday that after 10 long months of treatment and rehab, Buddy is going home to be with a loving family. It's actually one of the doctors that was treating him, is adopting him. and uh, They were worried about whether or not Buddy, because of his injuries and, and his sensitivities now, would be able to live around other dogs or if he needed to go to a home where he would be the only dog. Yeah. So they're they're kind of testing it out because if I'm not mistaken, the doctor that's taking him home does have other dogs, but they believe that Buddy has healed enough and progressed enough to where it's going to be a good thing for him, and uh, he's got a good prognosis. So good to hear. Good to hear about Buddy. Buddy's yeah. back. Yeah,
3: and all Dave, the best
2: to Buddy and Betsy.
3: Absolutely, Dave from Manistee, Michigan says yay for Buddy. Uh, on the C Spire Tax Line, my wife and daughter are both. Teachers, what about a teacher pay raise? As far as I know, we've got a bill in the House, a bill in the Senate. I think they're still alive. And um, my guess is we're going to end up in conference to hammer something out. But I think it's it's accurate to report that there's broad support in both chambers for some form of a raise and I know it's a shock, but the House thinks their bill is the best, and the Senate thinks theirs is. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> but I think they're going to come together and come up with something. Uh, by the way, of course, my daughter, being a teacher, I get that question from her as well. And usually it is being filtered through her from her teacher colleagues. And I get it. They want to know kind of what their situation is. and. But you people are consuming too much. We got to find that tape from Ernest Holland. You consuming out there? Too much of that going on. (laughs) That's what's causing inflation. That too many people working. That's what Pelosi says. And AOC, we reported that yesterday. Crime is a function of losing, uh, eliminating the the expiration of the child tax payments. The uh, fathers are stealing baby formula. That's what they're doing in those videos. We'll take a break right here. Super talk news, Fox News up next. We got more talk. Stay with us.
16: Mike
3: and Your home for Ole Miss Sports.
0: WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm
14: Million Wu, Ukrainians taking to the streets for a national day of unity as a threat of an invasion
16: continues.
14: They wanted to send a message to Russia. They're not afraid, and they stand united. NATO allies around the world say there is no evidence today that Russian troops are pulling back from the border with Ukraine. That is in contrast to what Russian President Putin said yesterday, saying some of his forces would be returning to their home bases. Fox is in Kiev. Overnight, Ukraine was hit with a massive cyber attack that targeted both government and banking infrastructure. And a key number out this morning shows retail sales rose at a stronger than expected pace in January, 3.8% after dropping the month before much of the boost coming from online sales and furniture orders. America's listening to Fox News.
8: Discount Gun Safe says the Browning safes have arrived. Too many, in fact. Security Joe's warehouse is bursting at the seams, and he's having a huge sale to make room for his Hummer. For a limited time only, choose a Browning Sporter, Rawhide, Hog, or Silver Series gun safe, all with overstock price discounts. Take advantage of a special shipment of Browning Hog 49 gun capacity safes, discounted hundreds of dollars just for this sale. Whether you need a high capacity safe for that expensive gun collection, or have just a few guns, important paper, jewelry, or cash, Discount Gun Safe has something to fit any size and budget. Need it delivered? If you live less than 100 miles from the store, delivery starts at just $100. Put your tax refund to good use by purchasing a Browning Safe at the lowest prices of the year. See these and other safes by visiting the showroom of Discount Gun Safe, 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl, Mississippi, or call 601-939-8233. That's 601-939-8233.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A bit of good luck aided in the capture of an escaped inmate that was serving two life sentences for two murders in Biloxi and Gulfport in 2014. Michael Wilson had stolen a car from a woman that had given him a ride. When police spotted him, he tried to flee but ran out of gas. Wilson broke out of the Central Mississippi Correctional Facility Saturday by climbing over the razor wire fence. He was captured in Harrison County Tuesday just before one o'clock. Twelve employees at the prison are on administratively following his escape. Russia claims some of their troops at the border with Ukraine are pulling back, but the U.S. and its allies remain very skeptical. Congressman Stephen Palazzo believes Putin is playing games and that the Biden administration is sending all the wrong messages.
13: The world watched Afghanistan. Our enemies saw it and they were overjoyed.
14: For SuperTalk Mississippi News. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: You know that nowadays, more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead, just streaming everything. With Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today.
18: Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable, and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our healthcare workers and their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers.
14: Passenger rail service was halted on the Gulf Coast after Katrina, and Senator Roger Wicker would like to see it restored. He testified at a hearing of the Surface Transportation Board to consider Amtrak's application to restore service between New Orleans and Mobile Tuesday.
9: Stakeholders with interests far from the Gulf Coast are invested in the outcome of this matter. For the Mississippians who lost a transportation option, along with so much else, to Hurricane Katrina. This case is not an abstract policy question. It's about continuing and completing the recovery some 16 years later. Freight and passenger railroads must work together to achieve benefits for both elements of rail transportation along the Gulf Coast.
14: He also touted the economic benefits that would come with the restoration of service. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
9: Power outages are a detriment to workplace efficiency and production. A Taylor Power standby generator can provide instant protection from those power outages. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674 to discuss the right standby generator for your business. That's 601-932-5674.
0: Your talk, your weather, and your sports, all in one place. Supertalk.fm. Every show, every podcast, and every late-breaking story, all in one place. Supertalk.fm.
7: Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to primeshrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. You got Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios on this hump day. All right. So this inflation thing is real. It is real. So he, here's the here's the conundrum, the way I see it. Just thinking through this. You got the Fed, who has at its disposal that would be the Federal Reserve. A tool, multiple tools, but one in particular that it would employ to combat inflation. And the mission of the Fed is to implement monetary and maintain monetary policy that optimizes the balance of prices, price stability, and employment, in in particular to avoid and prevent So that is the delicate balance. So the Fed, I think, is late to the party here because it wasn't too long ago that Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said, this inflation thing is transitory. Who could forget? We could probably produce a montage of it, Rhino, if we looked hard enough of all the folks who, in response to this... um, uptick in inflation and Americans dealing with the price increases everywhere they go who said calm down folks it's transitory and jen the chief propagandist for the biden administration jen saki tokyo rose saki who could forget just a few weeks ago she said calm down go take some kickboxing lessons and Slam down a margarita or two. Forget about it. True. That's what she said. Well, here's the deal. The Fed is facing a situation where if it increases rates, that's not going to be taken very kindly by consumers in an election year, because it means the cost of financing goes up. Vehicles, mortgage rates already ticking up now above 4%, which is still ridiculously low, but higher than it was. But the combination, I mean, what people gauge their a purchase of a major purpose on is, can I afford it every month? And based on my income, my personal financial situation. And when you look at a major purchase, such as a vehicle or a home, yeah, the rates may be low, but heck, the price of the asset is through the roof. So you're financing a whole lot more at a lower rate, grant you, but it still comes out to be the same. If the price of the home or the vehicle were lower and the rate was higher, You'd say, wow, that's a high interest rate. Yeah, but your monthly payment is the same, or perhaps even lower. So the Fed is likely, and in fact, there are organizations that predict Fed action, such as rate increases, and a probability is assigned to that. I think it's over 85% now, probability, that we're going to see a rate hike. In March, a couple of weeks away when they meet in March, will that be a quarter of a point, 25 basis points, or will it be a half a point, 50 basis points? Nobody knows. Economists are starting to lean into the notion of half a point, 50 basis points. So the, the problem there is that that could trigger these, a series of rate hikes, could trigger a recession, Because people just say, can't buy anymore. Too expensive. Especially business capital investment. Because the cost of financing those assets. And they just put it off. Delay it. And that just has an incredible domino effect throughout the economy. Because the people who sell and make those capital assets, their sales start to plummet. Then they got the concern of, well, how do I keep all these people employed if nobody's buying my stuff? Now, the retail sales last month, were strong retail sales. And, uh, and so that, I think, was a bit of a shock, because what it means is that the Fed is likely to raise rates. If consumers are saying, even though the price of everything I'm buying is increasing, I'm still buying it. That's what that report says, unexpectedly. And so the fact that that... that number comes out, pretty much increases the probability of an interest rate hike by the Fed. Now, if the Fed says, well, we're just going to sit on this because we think that raising rates could be extremely harmful and deleterious to the economy, therefore no action, well, then the possibility exists that the inflation keeps spiraling out of control, And consumers cause an inflation because they say, okay, they hit the threshold, can't do it anymore. Then you don't buy as much stuff. No more consuming out there. That's the conundrum they are in. And that's what happens when you're late to the party and you were dug in on this ridiculous notion that this is transitory. So also consumer confidence declined considerably in January. I think it's the University of Michigan that tracks that, has for years. That's down. Folks are just seeing their dollars aren't going as far. And the Wall Street Journal had a great article a couple of days ago where it, it uh, cited several, several Americans, in their personal situations and experiences they had in, in buying necessities and making purchases in their lives and how they were just shocked at how much more they're paying, but they're still doing it. Now, I just saw, just flashed up on the screen, Bernie Sanders, of course, is profiteering record profits. And one that you hear pointed to regularly is ExxonMobil, gigantic oil producer, of course, energy company. And it is true that the year 2021 was a stellar one from a profitability perspective. You might be surprised to learn that in the entire year of 2021, they made less than Apple does in one quarter. Think about that. Why, why aren't they attacking Apple? Apple made $29 billion last quarter. Exxon made 21. billion. In the year (laughs) it is astonishing they just print money at Apple as they say and we keep buying more and it's not just the phones a lot of people think that it's all that stuff you subscribe to and all those subscription services that drive their revenue and profit but nonetheless here's what Bernie won't tell you because the government shut everything down you remember that? <laughs> it wasn't too long ago, in uh, or 2020, I should say, and somewhat into 2021, because we had these gigantic and very onerous and, I think, unnecessary shutdowns. Exxon, they lost $22 billion. Now, I'm not defending Exxon. I'm just pointing out the flaw and goofy Bernie's argument. He won't go back and say, "Well, we shut everything down. All the fear mongering, stay home. Remember all the little Facebook frames, stay home, save lives. Remember all that crap. Yeah, you did. And I'm not, I'm not getting the violin out for Exxon. I'm just pointing out that in 2020, I went and researched it. Uh, it's." It's public company. All of this information is publicly available if you care to go dig around. They lost $22 billion. So between 2020 and 2020, uh, excuse me, 2021 and uh, 2020, they broke even. Broke even. Bernie won't tell you that, only focused on that which is useful to his political agenda and he makes his political living off bashing capitalism in the private sector. Now, if you don't go to the pump and buy gas, they won't make any money. That's your choice. It's pretty simple. If you quit all that consuming out there, they won't make any money. But the fact that we are, and they're producing income off of it, at the price you're willing to pay, suggests that... That's not what's going on here. So what do you want to do? Step in and have the government set up price controls? Any time that's been done, it has been disastrous. That is the essence of central planning socialism right there. He just hates capitalism, he hates profit, he hates success. Because he himself could not succeed in the private sector. Time for a break here on Middays. We'll come right back. Stay with us.
8: Current cleaning providers show up last night? With the current labor market, you have to trust your keys to those that care. That's why it's time to change to Janny King, the king of clean. Trust your keys to our local franchise owners and our 35 years of experience to make sure your building is clean and healthy. For your clean and healthy building, go to JannyKingCleans.com. That's JannyKingCleans.com today for a healthy building
18: tomorrow. Janny King, the king of clean.
11: It's Richard Frost. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from three until six, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk
0: that keeps Mississippi talking.
11: The
9: rolling Hit it. Go play it.
11: Middays
0: with Gerard Gibbert. On Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
3: Back with you on Middays. Super Talk Mississippi just got a uh, notification here on the C Spire text line, which is, of course, 601-879-4395. Jerry in Waynesboro. What it says on this this tweet is that the state of Georgia has stopped all poultry sales due to an avian influenza outbreak in chickens.
2: Oh, yeah, H5N1, bird flu. I, I
3: couldn't find anything, and I looked a lot there on the break, Jerry, that um, there was uh, verifies that they've stopped all sales. But there is an outbreak, and yeah, it's in Kentucky. Yeah, there was an
2: Kentucky. outbreak in Georgia that they discovered, and they found another one in Kentucky. Kentucky but I okay. haven't seen where they've shut down entire production or sales. Reuters is reporting
3: that last week, China and Korea limited poultry purchases from Indiana due to an outbreak at a commercial turkey farm. Huh. But you're right, it is the H5N1 strain. So it says that this is the first, the Reuters report, uh, first outbreak in Kentucky of this flu. Since 2015, it killed 50 million U.S. chickens in 2015. I I don't remember that for some reason being a big story, but that is a story. So I can't – it says Tyson Foods. I guess they're the largest,
2: I would think, producer. Is that right? Uh, I think the reason they're mentioned is it's their Their chickens that were in the outbreak in Kentucky.
3: Yep. Says they're working with government authorities to prevent the disease from spreading, heightening
2: safety measures at other farms. By comparison to that 50 million, you said? It's 240,000 chickens that are impacted this time. Right. A little bit smaller outbreak.
3: Yeah. Uh, Larry and Jackson, were we talking about vaccines? Mm, Not that I'm aware of. We haven't discussed it today. I don't think I've said the word today so I'm not sure what you're talking about there, Larry. Larry wants to know if I've had my fourth shot. Yeah, well, first of all, I, I thought you folks, you, Larry, were, I would think, just based on reading your text, that you would respect medical privacy. I have i have been open. I've been vaccinated. I've had my vo- booster. That's my choice. I haven't had the fourth yet. I, I think the guidance is such that I shouldn't, at this point. I think that's kind of what has been said. And I'm seeing nothing but good news, honestly, on the front of the variant. And I think it's, I may say it's Moderna who came out, the CEO, yesterday and said 80% chance, according to their scientists, we're going to see another variant, but it is expected to be extremely mild, even milder than Omicron, which I think is consistent with what most scientists are suggesting. And which is that this thing is likely to take a, a turn towards being a more mild or producing more mild variants. Omicron was that relative to Delta. And though the case is, it's more transmissible, and we saw an incredible uptick in cases. In a very short period of time, we got over that hump. And that, honestly, you have to credit those who said early mid-February, you're going to see us on the other side of this in terms of the rise in case counts. We've seen that in Mississippi.
2: I actually heard an analogy, and I, I forget who it was, so I can't give them full credit, so forgive me, but they were comparing the coronavirus to military tanks. And they were saying a lot of the early variants and then the Delta variant came along, and it's like it had the biggest, baddest tank gun on top of it possible. So it was dangerous, if you got anywhere near it, or if it could get to you. But the tank didn't have skids. It didn't even have wheels. It had skis. So it was really hard for it to get anywhere as long as you took the right precautions. Yeah. Whereas Omicron, it's got the best possible skids you could imagine. It can go anywhere, but it's got a pea shooter up top. (laughs) That's a good analogy. I like that.
3: Yeah, so you're seeing more of these mask mandates tumble why they won't lift them in schools. And by the way, Larry, who asserted that we on the program here have supported government-imposed vaccine mandates, nothing could be further from the truth. If we've said it once, I feel like I've said it 10,000 times, honestly, since that even became a thing, which is, while I personally, and I don't speak for Rhino, I think, Rhino, you have weighed in on this matter as well, I I support the employment of vaccines as a method, as a tool to combat serious disease. Not once ever have I suggested support for or indicated support for, and I just suggest, but indicated support or condoned government-imposed mandates. In fact, quite the opposite. Made it very clear over and over and over again that we disagree with that. Uh, with that idea and uh, such rules. And we have talked about the situation in Ottawa, which continues. The truckers, who are 90 percent vaccinated according to multiple reports, but they oppose mandates. So I align with the truckers in that respect. And uh, unfortunately, I'm going to start calling him Shaggy, (laughs) the Prime Minister, uh, with the hairdo, you know. So it looks like he's digging in. He's not letting up, wanting to impose emergency use or uh, authorization, I don't know what they call them in in Canada, emergency orders, to freeze bank accounts. And we expressed our deep contempt uh, for such a measure yesterday, and, and happy to do that today. So imagine this. So you think about not only the truckers, but the trucking companies. He wants to impose uh, freezing of their assets, their bank accounts. So think about if you're a bank, and you're the CEO of the bank, because it would have to come from you. And the government says, you've got to freeze those bank accounts. Of your customers, what an uncomfortable, tenuous, dicey, stupid situation that is you got to call your customer, by the way, by government edict. i got to freeze your bank account. Just wrap your head around the insanity that is. But it, this is all because he's dug in, he refuses to accept, as is the case with virtually every other politician, he doesn't have the gumption to admit, maybe we screwed this up here. And it would be different if these people were burning buildings, if they were hurting and harming people, but they're not. It truly is a peaceful protest. By all accounts, I've seen yet no reports of injury, That I'm except police officers pulling a 75-year-old out of his car, and they injured the driver there. But I haven't seen any, and of course, there were... I believe in well, the, the injury
2: they're using to justify emergency powers is the economic injury of closing down the bridge.
3: Yeah, and I get that, and I, honestly, I got to tell you, I don't support that. I think that goes beyond the notion of peaceful protest. It would be different if the government were attacking them and and really causing harm to them, but I think Stopping trade like that, blocking trade, that that gets to where it harms a lot of other people as well. And I don't think that that's appropriate. Now, I know a lot of people would say, well, you got to do something drastic. Well, all you're going to do is prolong the whole situation, because then they'll come back with something drastic, and then you'll do something more drastic. It just
2: escalates, and you end up with nothing. You don't get the problem solved. Well, in any protest, if you wind up blocking travel, For the everyday average Joe not involved in the protest, you're probably not going to make many friends from the population of the average Joes. It's a good point.
3: And in this case, you're not only blocking travel, but the transport of goods across the border necessary for manufacturing, including manufacturing of vehicles, cars, in the uh, Michigan-Detroit auto area. So... Yeah, I'm not on board with that. I stopped short of that. But I support their right, and I support their cause. And I just wanted to clarify that, not that we haven't been very open and outspoken about our position on this mandate stuff, including support to overturn the Biden administration's ridiculous, onerous mandates, particularly those on the private sector requiring employees... To mandate their employ excuse me employers to mandate that their employees be vaccinated. That's insane. We totally oppose that. Glad that got killed. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with more. Dr. Elizabeth Mitchell, ophthalmologist at 12:05. Should be a fun discussion.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 73. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain. Cloudy skies, low around 60. Thursday, showers and thunderstorms, high near 75. And for your finally Friday, mostly sunny and cooler, high near 52. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A bit of good luck aided in the capture of an escaped inmate that was serving two life sentences for two murders in Biloxi and Gulfport in 2014. Michael Wilson had stolen a car from a woman that had given him a ride. When police spotted him, he tried to flee but ran out of gas. Wilson broke out of the Central Mississippi Correctional Facility Saturday by climbing over the razor wire fence. He was captured in Harrison County Tuesday just before one o'clock. Twelve employees at the prison are on administratively following his escape. Russia claims some of their troops at the border with Ukraine are pulling back, but the U.S. and its allies remain very skeptical. Congressman Stephen Palazzo believes Putin is playing games and that the Biden administration is sending all the wrong messages.
13: The world watched Afghanistan. Our enemies saw it and they were overjoyed.
14: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: When you listen to Super Talk, you hear our team working for you. Great information. Drilling down and getting to the core of the issues that impact you. They
14: give you like the information you need to
0: know. Super Talk, Mississippi.
7: Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to Primeshrimp.com to get preseason, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door.
3: Join me, Gerard Gibbard, and Super Talk Mississippi Live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, March the 3rd at the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from elected officials, legislators, and business leaders so that you can find out what's happening in our state. To register, go to MEC.ms. That's MEC.ms.
4: Okay, is everybody
0: ready? I'm ready. Ready, ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbard on Super Talk Mississippi. Oh!
3: Well, welcome back, everyone. Middays, Super Talk Mississippi. Chris and Tupelo ask an interesting question. Are actions such as Trudeau's uh, – he hasn't done it yet, but he's certainly thought about – he has floated the notion of freezing bank accounts as a sanction against the truckers in an effort to get them to stand down, back off. Um, he hasn't done it yet. So Chris and Tupelo ask, are such actions – like shutting down, freezing their bank accounts, would that make people use alternative methods for saving their money? And, you know, he claims, does Trudeau in Canada, that he has the power to do such under some sort of emergency order um, vesting, I guess you could call it, I don't know if that's the case or not. I'm not familiar with Canadian law. And honestly, I've never thought about it in U.S. law, whether or not the president or some other government official, I guess it would be the president, could just issue some crazy order that would freeze private citizens' bank accounts. I don't uh, know.
2: The emergency powers that he can gain through his interpretation of Canadian law is being pushed back on by provincial governments okay. in Canada. Okay. And they don't agree with his interpretation.
3: All right. Well, that's a. And so, you know, this is where it would have to go to the courts, of course, and in this country, certainly as well, under our Constitution, because that sounds to me like that's unconstitutional without digging into the express specific provisions of the Constitution that would prevent it.
2: Uh, but nonetheless, if you know how people like to use the the craziest example when when telling something, and the craziest example I heard for a legitimate use of the emergency powers was an invasion. So say foreign country invaded Ontario, then the Prime minister would have the authority to freeze assets in that area to prevent them from falling into the hands of the foreign adversary, okay. That's the kind of level he's trying to rise to in this. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a
3: stretch to me, big time. If that were to happen, and as Chris asked, if and people said, wow, I'm worried about my money being safe and, I guess, um, inaccessible to the government in terms of freezing it, Therefore, I'm not going to bank anymore. I'm not going to place my assets in a bank. That honestly would cause a global economic collapse. That's what caused the Depression, as you guys remember. Oh, yeah, the run on the banks after, was it, Black Tuesday? Yep. And, of course, lots of safeguards have been put in place to protect against such an event. But that would be, uh, yeah, that would be terrible. So I don't think that's going to get any traction, honestly. And thanks for pointing out that the courts apparently don't think he has such power either. It sounded hokey to me when I first heard it. And and not only that, it just sounded extreme. So there's questions about, you know, what I think constitutes a, a peaceful redress of your government and what crosses the line into non-peaceful. And uh, so, Larry and Jackson, I asked him, would it be okay if the truckers shut down every mode of transportation such that the world just came to a complete stop and could not move? And he says, yeah, that um, that is uh, appropriate response. In my view, that's non-peaceful.
2: And I don't know that that's just my opinion. Well, his reply is, "Yes, this tyrant behavior is not what this country was built on. I, I would remind that we're talking about a Canadian protest. Yeah, agree,
3: but I mean, I don't know, so where do you where do you draw the line on that uh, is a, is a tough one, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that have different views on what is extreme and what is appropriate, what is peaceful, what is
2: not peaceful, Yeah. That's a, that's a good
3: discussion to have.
2: I mean, one of the big debates through all the protests of 2020 and into 2021 was blocking of traffic. You had protesters that would take over intersections or take over interstate bridges and would block traffic. And the argument against it that really was the only argument that seemed to gain any traction was the fact that those blockades were preventing Fire trucks from getting to fire from buildings on fire it was preventing ambulances from getting to people who had had heart attacks. It was preventing police from getting to robberies and burglaries and rapes. So, the, the blocking of the infrastructure, while yes, it was getting attention for the protests, was also negatively impacting the, the other citizens of the municipalities. Yeah. So then you're hurting people.
3: And that's what I would say. It, it goes beyond the. Uh, the context and the definition of peaceful. But um, Jason on the C-SPIRE text Line says, I'm with you, I'm with Rhino here, I don't care who's protesting what, once you, you're causing problems for everyone else, it's no longer a protest, it's about antagonizing people. And Larry's opinion is, no, that's the way you have to deal and address tyrannical behavior. If you had to shut down the whole world so that nobody could move, and, and let's, let's face it, people
2: start dying But it, in mass. There are examples in modern times of it working. It just requires a level of organization that you don't usually see in protests. You look at the, the Taiwanese protests against Chinese overreach, Yeah, and they would set up barricades, physical barricades of piles of junk to block intersections. But if an ambulance rolled up and needed to get through, you had a swarm of people jump on that barricade, tear it apart, open it up, let the ambulance through, then rebuild it. That requires a level of organization you just don't usually see with protests. Uh, Not to be uh,
3: confrontational, but then how do the people that work at the hospitals where the ambulance is going, how do they get to work? See what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, no, I, you need to let me through. You, so you got protesters checking credentials. I mean, it gets crazy.
2: Right. It's not a good look, but... Yeah.
3: So I, I just think there are other ways of, uh, you know, as much as we condemned what BLM did, and they too, as someone pointed out here on the C Spire text line, police did nothing about blocking roads and BLM protesters. And it wasn't just BLM. It was a number of different groups protesting in 2020 seizing parts of seattle remember that deal that was a, a the story chop, Chaz yeah that was a story every day with mayor jenny durkin
2: so I, I will always laugh about that when i remember the fact that they were all like yeah we'll we'll grow our own food we'll bring all this stuff in and then the the homeless people they invited in stole all their stuff yeah
3: I do remember that as well. And then they had the signs out around like
2: please bring us stuff. <laughs> we need pants size 38. <laughs> Wet wipes.
3: Yeah, I Thomas, I can't read all the memes. You got a meme factory there, Thomas. You sent all that stuff from just boop, another meme, another meme. <laughs> just scrolling through here, there must be like a gazillion memes on Thomas's account. I can't see what that says. It's a little small. American Freedom Convoy 2022, free to work, free to travel, free to learn, free to question, free to speak. Convoy. Uh, What is that exactly? They're going from Barstow, California, on February 23rd. Be there, we honk at dawn. And they're headed to Washington? Okay. But they're not blocking roads, right, that I can tell from this meme.
2: I mean, you get a convoy long enough to get, get that far along, you get to D.C., there's going to be some traffic problems. I guess that
3: could be a problem,
2: yeah. So,
3: anyhow, interesting. 4chan is organizing an American version. I guess that's, I guess, replicating what's going on in up there in Canada,
2: huh? Who's 4chan, that? 4chan is the seedy underbelly of the Internet.
3: Oh, okay.
2: I didn't know anything about that. They're the people that would take uh, construction paper, black construction paper, and use tape to make a loop in a fax machine and then dial up the fax number to people they didn't like so that on the other end all it did was just waste their ink. Yeah. So, yeah, that you, take, you go from that level of pranking to organizing a nationwide protest, yeah, it's a bit of a stretch.
3: Yeah. Jason says, I just don't care who it is, whether I agree with them or not. You don't block essential services and hold everyone hostage. Yeah. Uh, let's see. If your vote doesn't count anymore, they do not represent us as a whole. It takes drastic measures. That from Larry. Here's the thing that kind of surprised me, though, Larry, if you look at recent polls. Most Americans still support these mandates not from the government mind you but they do support mask mandates i was shocked to see that now it falls somewhat on party lines but the vast not the vast majority but a majority it's in the 60 percent range i'll get the exact data when we come back i was shocked at that so see that's the problem is they don't support us or they don't represent us anymore. Who's us? It depends on the group that you're talking about. Time for a break. We'll come back with a final segment and then Dr. Elizabeth Mitchell at 1205.
4: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
12: Grass cutting season is almost here, and Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt is ready to help you with all your preseason service needs on both Exmark and Skag mowers. Partly has teamed up with Xmark and Skag to offer a 10% discount on all more maintenance services. This includes parts, labor, pickup, and deliveries. That's valid at the end of February. Partly can also come to you with their on-site mobile service truck.
7: Sounds like a deal!
12: yes it is if you're in the market for a new x mark or skag zero turn mower they're offering purchasing options of zero percent interest and no money down hartley equipment's annual open house will be on friday february 25th and saturday the 26th and will have open house prices on all in stock x mark and skag mowers outdoor power equipment and accessories call today at 601-499-0944 or come take advantage of their springtime 10% mower maintenance special This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley.
17: Get the most out of your tax refund with a new set of Kenda tires from Gateway Tire and Service Center. Jackson's proudest community sponsor with four convenient locations to serve you. Along with our great prices, your new Kenda tires come with a kind of protection you can't find anywhere else, like free road hazard, free flat repair, free tire rotations and balancing, free inspections, and more. See complete details online at gatewaytire.com. That's gatewaytire.com.
19: This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. While the U.S. has been free of foot and mouse disease since 1929, it remains a critical threat to producers. in response to an outbreak would be determined locally in many respects, but where animals are being transported, there are national repercussions to be aware of. Kansas Department of Agriculture, Veterinary and Animal Health Commissioner Justin Smith outlined at a recent National Cattlemen's meeting in Texas that while there are new tools to help, producers should expect something like a 72-hour nationwide shutdown of movement in livestock in the event of fmd the cost of an fmd outbreak would be substantial to compare as recently as 2001 the united kingdom suffered an outbreak with an estimated economic impact of 12 to 18 billion dollars response to an outbreak would be guided through the national response framework which is available to view at fema.gov usda would be the coordinating agency in the event of an outbreak i'm dixon williams of Talk mississippi agri news network
6: I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming.
4: Man, I can't wait to hang up my team
6: mascot. I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is just part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy,
11: you
9: can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries.
6: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
19: It's so
0: awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbett. Yeah. Mm.
11: Come on! Let's get on with
9: the show! Yes.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
9: What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me.
3: Super Talk Mississippi. I don't know what this flag is. Thomas is talking about. I'm not sure. I care. I'm I'm leaning towards
9: not.
2: Well, you probably know the the person connected to it. Uh, the actor Shia LaBeouf. No. Uh, he's a bit of a crazy person, and uh, he's he really pours himself into his roles. But he's a bit crazy. Uh, he organized a protest of donald trump's presidency and had a live cam from somewhere in some city i forget where it was but he he got in trouble for that He got all kind of hoopla so he decided to start another kind of protest where he made a flag that was in protest of president trump's presidency and the flag got stolen so he found another place to put the flag and put a webcam on it and then 4chan being 4chan they watched for planes flying over and sent people out driving around honking their horn and listened on the feed and tried to pinpoint where this flag was just so they could go steal Child LaBeouf's flag. Oh, okay. A lot of energy and resources <laughs> and time spent to troll one weird dude. That seems weird. Uh, what?
3: Not sure what that accomplishes exactly, but... I don't know. I'm watching the news here, by the way, in the studio. Presently, Eric Adams, the Democrat mayor recently elected in the city of New York, says the white journalists are not portraying him correctly. I have no idea what he's talking about. But, of course, race has to be introduced into the equation. So a recent poll, YouGov poll, Wanted to share this. Here's the question How is the U.S. doing in terms of its dealing with the coronavirus? In July, folks thought it was going well 64%. Now, 47%, down 17%. Feelings about COVID safety measures. I'm patient, say 53%, frustrated. exhausted, 27%, encouraged, 21%. That's an interesting question. Should your state have mask mandates? Overall, 56% say yes. 44% say no. Those who were fully vaccinated say yes. 34% of fully vaccinated say no. Not vaccinated, no surprise. Yes, 34 percent, and no, 66 percent. Now, uh, listen to this. Across party lines, should your state have mask mandates? Yes, they should. 85 percent of Democrats say yes, my state should have mask mandates. By the way, this poll was taken February the 8th through the 11th. It's very recent. Independents say 53 percent. 53% of independents say yes. 25% of Republicans support mask mandates. No, they should not. That's the other part of the question, the other option. Democrats, 15% say no. 47% of independents say no. And 75% of Republicans. So it, it, for the most part, falls across party lines. But a quarter... Of Republicans say, yes, our state should have mask mandates. What about masks for children in schools? 57%, I'm just shocked by this, still say, yeah, should be required. 36% say optional, 7% want to ban them all together. Anyhow, a little surprise. Now, along the lines of these mandates, and really I just think wokeness in general that has been sweeping this country in particular in the school setting San Francisco there is hope now i'm not sure there's a republican in San Francisco honestly but the voters there just ousted three school board members thomas you got to love this it was through recall i mean you got to be absolutely jumping for joy high five the recall They ousted three school board members. But remember, folks, this was a school board that, when they were not in school, was holding Zoom meetings to rename the schools. That was their, not, how do we get the schools back open? Let's go rename 40 schools, including the one that uh, bore the name Abraham Lincoln High School. That's what they wanted. So three of them, they got the boot yesterday. Three. And this again, this is in a county, a city where there ain't no Republicans, I'm telling you. Interesting. We'll take a break right here for Super Talk News and Fox News. Dr. Elizabeth Mitchell up next. I've got to get you by
0: tomorrow. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090.
11: Chris Foster, President Biden rejects former President Trump's claim of executive privilege and tells the National Archives to release White House visitor logs from last January 6th to the House Committee investigating the Capitol riot that day. Those records would show who had appointments and meetings at the White House on the day of the Capitol attack. White House Counsel Dana Remus says President Biden considered his predecessor's claim to keep those records private but decided it was not in the best interest of the United States. President Biden has allowed other White House records from the Trump administration to be released by the archives to the Congress Panel on Capitol Hill. Jared Halpern, Fox News. Just five states plus Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico still have mask mandates for coronavirus protection, and some of those are coming to an end. Centers for Disease Control guidance recommending masks remains in place.
5: If and when we update our guidance, we will communicate that clearly, and it will be based on the data and the science.
11: CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky, America's listening to Fox News. The best made-to-order
4: lunch is right around the corner at Fourth and Goal Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're
14: listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Restaurant Revitalization Fund was created for an industry that's faced a lot of struggles during the pandemic. Pat Fontaine, the executive director of the Mississippi Hospitality and Restaurant Association, told us some Mississippians were able to take advantage.
15: And initially, it was $28.6 billion allocated specifically to the restaurant industry, but that was nationwide. So uh, it was depleted within the first 21 days. Here in Mississippi, we had roughly 1,900 restaurants apply for that uh, grant. only 511 received funding, so that left about 1,400 restaurants that had applied in Mississippi that did not receive the funding.
14: Senator Roger Wicker has been working toward a replenishment of the fund. They're seeking an additional $40 billion. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm.
18: Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our healthcare workers and their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers.
14: Attorney General Lynn Fitch is joining 17 other state attorneys general in filing an amicus brief in support of Georgia's challenge against the Biden administration mandate that employees of federal contractors and subcontractors be vaccinated.
18: But what you're really seeing is this enormous abuse of the administration's statutory authority. They are really overreaching every time that they can. And realistically, what they're trying to do is use this regulatory authority to reach universal vaccination. In the Georgia case,
14: the district court judge stayed implementation of the mandate nationwide. The U.S. Department of Justice appealed. Aspiring teachers that want to pursue a graduate degree in elementary and special education can apply to the state's teacher resident program. Close to $10 million in grants has been awarded to five universities. Delta State, Jackson State, Mississippi State, University of Southern Mississippi, and William Carey. A deadline to apply is March 15th.
16: It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's home. Three doors down. Live. Dreaming, you still
7: call me I'm here you, baby.
16: Three doors down with a Cedar. It's funny, Plus bad flower.
13: To all the folks in the Capital City metro
8: area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way,
0: Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking.
6: That's what I like to listen
0: to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Everyone, hour three of midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this rather spring-like hump day. Storms tomorrow. Oh yeah. Then cold again on Friday. Somewhat.
2: Kinda. 50s. It's going to be a little cooler Friday, but from everything I've checked along the entirety of the Magnolia State, we are supposed to have a Pretty weekend yeah that's what it looks like appreciate that i'm telling
3: you springs right around the corner <laughs> dr elizabeth mitchell is now our guest in the Super Talk studios she is an ophthalmologist right yes yeah. yes and uh general uh and surgery professional with the Eye group jackson correct. mississippi
1: i group of mississippi that's correct
3: i group oh Based in Jackson. Yes. The, the company. Well, the,
1: our, our, um, we are now clinic. in
3: Madison. Okay, you're in Madison we as well. We are. Mm-hmm. All right. So I uh, read about this new technology, Dr. Mitchell, and I uh, was fascinated, and especially yes. the little video uh, from RX Light, I believe is Correct. the name of the company, and that uh, did a great job of explaining what this is all about, and I guess I learned a new word there Uh <laughs> Macromer, I Good think for you. Is, the, is the word, and I, and I had to look that up, do a little research, and <laughs> not to be confused with, is it macropolymer or something to that effect?
1: Macromers and polymers. That's Polymers, what's in okay, the
3: my bad. Yeah, I got you. Anyhow... Please explain what this is all about and uh, the application of this new technology.
1: Thank you, Jared. I'd love to. Um, So we really are excited at the iGroup of Mississippi to bring a new technology to the mid-Mississippi area. And we're talking about a light, adjustable implant lens. Um, For many, many years, when patients develop cataracts and their vision blurs, um, the cataract is the lens in their eye that's gotten cloudy so cataract surgery means take that cloudy lens out put A nice clear lens in, and we calculate the strength of that implant lens to help them to be uh, less dependent on glasses to have their best visual acuity. Okay, there are some limitations to that. We've got amazing calculations, we've got great lenses, but the lenses come in preset sizes. Okay, so um, even with a fantastic calculation and a lovely surgery, the implant may settle at a different position in that person's eye, and they may be left with a little residual prescription. Okay, in the past, that was just the the way it was, and we could correct for that with glasses.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the light adjustable implant lens can let us change the shape of the implant lens while it's in the eye.
3: Yeah. So, post surgery.
1: Post surgery. So, you put the implant in, patients pretty much see great because it's still a fantastic lens, even in its preset powers.
7: Yeah.
1: Um, but then, after they've healed about three weeks, we check to see if there's any residual prescription. And then we seat them in front of a light delivery device, and it actually changes the shape of the implant lens to correct that prescription.
3: And and according to the overview in the video, Mm -hmm. 90 seconds the treatment. Oh,
1: yes, absolutely. And it's just a bright light shining at the eye. It's it's not invasive in any manner. They immediately go back to just normal activity. Okay. And um and typically one or two treatments adjustments can get the patient to their best optimum acuity. Sometimes patients may want one eye to be seeing up close more than far away, so they don't need readers as much. We can give them those options.
3: Okay. So if I if I understand this correctly, the the uh, the major change here that is that in the past, you would select a lens and you'd calculate as best as possible uh, to implant into the patient uh, to restore their vision as close as possible, I guess, to the best you can get. Mm-hmm. But once you did that, it's pretty much it, and, and you corrected it like you normally do when your vision needs correction with glasses and or
1: contacts, or right. Or
3: contacts. right? contacts, mm-hmm. And so what this enables uh, the surgeon to do is post-surgery, you can just apply this light onto this lens, and it, it so it it has its its operative, if you will. It has the ability to respond to the light to change. Yeah, to mm-hmm. change to to improve the vision.
1: As you were mentioning earlier, um, this lens has proprietary molecules in it, um, and they're called macromers, and they're very light sensitive. Yeah. So when the light shines in a certain pattern, it kind of bonds the macromers together to create a different shape, a polymer, and then that changes the shape of the implant. And you can do that more than one time, Uh and then once you find them to be really happy with their acuity and they're spot on, then you do a lock-in treatment where basically all of the polymers become settled in position and they don't shift anymore.
3: This is just fascinating. So again, the the, the major uh, innovation here is that the lens itself has the ability to adjust post-surgery Absolutely. just using light. That's Absolutely. the big thing. Whereas before, it was pretty much fixed, mm-hmm. and you implanted it, and then you just had to make adjustments with glasses and contacts. Now it's, okay, that's not perfect. Well, come in, and for 90 seconds, we shine this light at this lens, and these, these macromers join together, form a polymer, and, and just basically improve and correct it.
1: And move around. One of my um, partners likes to use the analogy um, of buying a suit off the rack yeah and you know, if you know your size, then very likely it's going to be a nice fit, yeah, versus having a tailored good, suit
3: good one I and like that.
1: um, and so this has been really appealing to patients, and we're just thrilled with it. I mean. Being of my generation, this is like the Jetsons. So I feel like we are really practicing now futuristic medicine and being able to offer things that we never could before.
3: It's awesome. It Mm -hmm. truly is. And and the video is well done because uh, even a uh, neophyte such as myself could understand (laughs) uh, the concept, especially I I can still see it um, the part in the video where it shows the macromers joining together to form the polymer and how that's distributed in the eye or the lens itself. Yeah, and that that makes it all come together and work essentially. So um,
1: we we really like the. Um the videos and the advertising that comes with RxSite. So um, our website, iGroupofMississippi.com, has links to all of those videos. Um, I think it really talks it through well for patients, so it doesn't come across too confusing. It it really, it, it sets a good tone for when patients come in and they start discussing with us, well, what are my options? A lot of them have had an opportunity to see that. And helps them to understand. All
3: right. So, as a physician that um, is involved in implanting these RX Light lenses and mm-hmm. then applying the light treatment uh, post surgery, do you have to get certified? Go to some sort of training? Absolutely. Yeah. RX
1: site absolutely certifies all of the um, not only the injectors or the surgeons that are putting the lenses in, but also the operative staff. Okay. Um, and as well as our clinical staff. So everyone's been um, through the training sessions, certified before we start doing any of this. Okay.
3: Cool. So is, is this something, Dr. Mitchell, that's uh, taking hold across the country? I mean, this is becoming more common rapidly in, the, in this practice?
1: Absolutely. Um, so we have actually watched this technology for almost a decade. And in its infantile stages, it was very appealing because we all knew that we needed to be able to refine the vision after implants go in. Um, once they were able to create a lens that was very successful and upgraded some of their technology, yeah. then we started seeing ophthalmologists around the country embrace it. And so some of our our leading ophthalmologists and surgeons have been using this for a while and it really works.
3: It's incredible. All right, so i got to ask a a question that once again will reveal uh, just how little I know about (laughs) this. Macromers, are are these... Living molecules? No, that's no. what I wonder. Right, yeah. Right.
1: So um, these are created molecules. Okay. Um, in the lab, um, but they're designed to be light sensitive. Okay. So they're photosensitized um, molecules that are responsive to
3: light. Okay. So I've had an interest in. Uh, the innovation in nanotechnology. Yes. Is is this related to A that A form of way?
1: nanotechnology. Yeah. You know what? I'll have to refer back to my RX site yeah. <laughs> specialist to see. Um, I but bet it is. I'm not sure that they're on the same size okay. level. Okay,
3: I got you. But yeah, because it's teeny tiny. Teeny yeah. tiny, right. Yeah. yeah. But All right, so i got to believe that this is going to lead to some other forms of treatment, do you think? It's got to be.
1: This is what's exciting. You know, We know that we're sitting on the cusp of something that's already helping us tremendously, but there's so much more to come. So right now, when we um, have a patient treated and they're happy and we lock their lens in um, position, the prescription won't change again. But we foresee that maybe five years down the road, if the patient develops some astigmatism or something atypical happened, we think they would be able to unlock the lens, Change it again and then lock it back. Unbelievable. So we know that our Excite is already looking at future uh, implementations for this lens. Um, I mean, maybe we could have a multifocal implant lens again, being able to adjust it down the road. Um, wow, it's fun. It's a fun time in ophthalmology.
3: We got just a minute or so left, but oh. this has got to be welcome news because a lot of folks develop cataracts oh, as they sure. age, right? I mean, Absolutely. this is a big thing. You we guys deal should. with it. Yes, yeah.
1: yes, yes. Um, and so to now be able to offer a lot of different options for patients, particularly patients who might have been problematic choices on what lens to use. This opens up a whole new world.
3: That's just awesome. Well, great great news. I I love to see the application of uh, innovative technology in in medical science, and this is a great example of that. Me too. Thanks, Gerard. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Dr. Elizabeth Mitchell, ophthalmologist and uh, general surgeon with the i-group. We appreciate her coming in today. Great explanation as well. We'll be back with more here on Midday. Stay with us.
13: At Bob Boyd Honda, we pride ourselves in getting our customers the best deals around.
7: Usually, that means when we're selling
5: cars, but right now,
13: Bob Boyd is in the market to buy.
5: We're offering top dollar for pre on autos, trucks, and SUVs.
13: Come by, talk to our dedicated team, and discover what a great time it is for Bob Boyd to buy back your used vehicle. Any make, any model.
5: Whether you're selling or buying, at Bob Boyd Honda, you get a deal. deal.
13: At Gateway Rescue Mission, we feed hungry people. We offer shelter to people seeking life change. And we serve as sort of a beacon of hope that says, hey... God cares for you. I'm Rex Baker. Rescue Mission work is not glamorous, but we do see lives changed. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Find out how you can get involved and join God at work here in Jackson and at Gateway Rescue Mission.
17: tax refund? Spend it on something you really need. A set of Kenda tires from Gateway Tire and Service Center. With each and every Gateway Tire purchase comes free flat repairs, free rotations, free road hazard, and free tire balancing. Plus, with four locations near you, we'll make sure you and your new Kenda tires are back on the road fast. If you need mechanical repairs, visit your Jackson or Yazoo City Gateway Tire for brake work, AC tune-up, suspension service, and so much more. See complete details online at gatewaytire.com. That's gatewaytire.com.
20: We're here with a special
8: invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: Now back to middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: What a great tune that is. Very appropriate. Now, that's some pretty cool technology, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We we perhaps can share the video uh, on our site, I think. It's pretty neat. It's an MP4. It um, I really is pretty neat, and, and the video does a great job of explaining the technology. But uh, glad to know that that is available. And lots of good questions, too. Um, could sunlight affect the lens before lock-in? And uh, Dr. Mitchell explained after uh, the the segment that there's some sort of shields that are available that help protect against that.
2: Um, yeah, she said the shield's on the implant.
3: Yeah, on the implant. Hey, how about that? But said that in really bright sunlight, they still recommend you wear sunglasses. But I, I suspect that all of these sorts of things are being addressed that this is just keep getting better and and that's one of them and I, I felt kind of silly asking about the the macromer but I, I just wasn't sure is that you know tissue that's developed in a lab and part of the lens but it's it's not but when you watch the video you can see how those things are just kind of floating around in the lens and you hit them with light and they come together form the polymer and then they sort of space out, is my understanding. You Do you, you um, apply the light therapy such that you get that sort of perfect vision, if, if I'm not mistaken?
2: Yeah, in a completely unscientific explanation, it's basically a more complicated version of Shrinky Dinks, where, <laughs> where you have a set shape or design, and then you introduce energy into it, and it changes the shape or design Based on the energy you put into it. I got you. Although it's doing a lot more than just shrinking from six inches down to one inch in the oven. It's changing shape and size and forming to what it needs to be. Yeah.
3: They're pretty cool,
2: though. Oh, Uh, yeah. And
3: uh, always, again, excited to see that sort of stuff. There was a question about the price. I did ask Dr. Mitchell about that before she left. She says this is an elective procedure, and therefore... You know, you'd have to check to see what sort of coverage for such an elective procedure would be available in your plan, in your policy. But in general, the out of pocket, she says, is about $3,000 uh, for an eye, hmm. for the implant procedure and so forth. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, Bronnie and Ellisville, gas prices are at the highest level in seven years, while ExxonMobil, Chevron, Shell, and BP made nearly $25 billion. the highest level in over seven years. The problem's not inflation, the problem is corporate greed, collusion, and profiteering. Okay, so what you guys are saying, what this says, this is peace to all, <laughs> that is the poster, all these oil companies just got together and said, let's raise the price. But I'm going to say again, why are you paying for it? Shut your car down. Quit going to the gas pump.
2: Well, the question they brought to it is, I'm thinking $25 billion in extra profit split four ways among these huge energy companies. All right, say they put that towards lowering the price. Would that have really dropped the price all that much? No, let's be clear now. It was $25 billion total.
3: So it wasn't extra. It was total. The additional profit I happen to have in my hand right here, the financial statements from ExxonMobil dating back to 2017. I'm happy to share with you their profit. Over that period, 2017 the company made in total in the year 19 billion dollars, in 18 21 billion dollars, in 19 14 billion dollars. In 20 they lost 22 billion dollars, and in 2021 they made 21 billion dollars. So consider this, what was the price of gas in 2018? We could look it up, but it wasn't what it is today. But their total profit in 2018 versus 2021, it was up in
2: 21
3: by less than a billion dollars, less than five percent.
2: 2018 range is anywhere from 214 up to 302. Okay, so the average. Let's pick a date. August seventh is 286. You see the disconnect and in, in the
3: relationship of the math, though. the price of gas at the pump's up, based on that, more than 40 percent. But their profits are up less than five it's from 2018. So that, So that. And Ronnie and Ellisville, Ellisville points out, yeah, the poster's way off base. It, it, you, thank you for that, Ronnie, and I, I, I apologize. I knew that's what you meant. I jumped on it so quick. I knew where you were going, and I appreciate that and, and agree. And this is exactly what Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and all those who hate profit, who hate capitalism. But again, I say, well, if people are willing to pay the price, so think about your own Labor. Right? Because labor is a commodity that you sell. You do. You work. You get paid for your labor. Do most people seek to increase the amount they get for their labor? Do they welcome those opportunities? At a minimum, they well. Do you say, no, I don't want you to have to raise prices to cover, Mr. Employer, the amount of pay... You're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna give to me here in the form of an increase. Just keep it the same. I'm good with it. I mean, amongst those listening, has anybody ever rejected a pay increase?
2: What's the only different? examples I can think of are professional athletes, where they may be a veteran and they they've made plenty of money, so they decide to take a pay cut so they can get more young people. Young people around them, yeah.
3: But. What typically happens there is they benefit from that, oh, yeah. too, I mean, they're, indirectly. They're, still,
2: they're doing that in the hopes of, well, I may not get a big paycheck at the end of the season, but I could be on a playoff or championship-winning team, which will better my legacy. Not only that,
3: they get paid
2: for oh, being yeah. in the playoffs. The losers in the Super
3: Bowl got $75,000 ahead, and the winners, by the way, hundred and fifty grand. Now, to athletes making millions of dollars, that maybe ain't a lot in the scheme of things mathematically.
2: But I well, look s- at the doors that also open. I mean you No question you look at Dan Marino, greatest regular season quarterback of all time, but he still has that albatross hanging over him of Super Bowl. No Super Bowl. Right. Good so point. if you if you take a pay cut to get some bit players around you that are gonna make it, have you a better chance of winning a Super Bowl, do you you're looking at a leg up on even some legends. Right.
3: Yeah, so, exactly. Jason says, "Do those goobers not know that posted profits were from business done years ago and inflation is happening right now? Yeah, so I think, Jason, you're right in that. If you caught what I, was, um, what I shared with respect to Exxon's profits, yearly profits going back to 2017, and by the way, I, I looked at Shells, which is not an American-based company, it's, it's uh, based in the Netherlands. I looked at theirs and BP as well, all very consistent. They all lost money because we shut everything down. And now, look, I'm not asking you to feel sorry for them because they lost money. I'm just making the point that when Bernie Sanders comes out and says it's the most profit they've made in years, well, it, 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 it was a record year for them last year. Coming out of a record loss year, but when you contrast last year's profit to that which they produced four and five years ago, three years ago, it's a minimal increase. It, it, it doesn't jive mathematically. It doesn't align with the price we've seen at the pump. That, that's the problem. That's the flaw in Bernie's math, which is off base. So and, and if, and if they're able to charge higher prices... And still produce a profit, a tidy profit, which means we're still paying for it. Hey, more power to them. That's the market at work. But there is... Were learn
2: learning econ? Was it flexible and inflexible goods? Yeah. There are certain things you're willing to pay more for. There are certain things you're not going to pay a penny more for.
3: The, right. The economic terms, elasticity, price elasticity, you're exactly right. And the, and some you just won't. Some you will. But it's, it's just amazing to me that they deflect from the core problem here and refuse to accept. Maybe it's our dumb policies. Maybe it's this sprinkling of helicopter money throughout the... Uh, the nation that that put all this all these bucks in folks' pockets, and they went out and spent it, and didn't really pay much attention to the price they were paying. Don't care, and so the sellers say, "Oh, okay, well then we're going to raise prices if you're willing to pay that." Duh. There's no crime in maximizing profit. Stay tuned. We got another half hour here on middays. Lay-
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 73. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain. Cloudy skies, low around 60. Thursday, showers and thunderstorms, high near 75. And for your finally Friday, mostly sunny and cooler, high near 52. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
0: Dell Technologies' President's Day business sale has arrived. For a limited time, save up to 45% on all our latest gear to work from anywhere with fast, free shipping. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business, so now's the time for incredible savings on PCs, along with servers, monitors and docks, all with free shipping and quick installation and setup through Dell Installation Services. Get started by shopping online or contacting your Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Again, the number to call is 877-ASK-DELL.
1: well think again if you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction regardless of your age or medical history innovative health clinic in ridgeland can help their treatment options work without pain needles surgery or medications and no downtime using the latest proven technology call 601-944-5585 or visit innovativehealthclinic.net for an appointment today
6: america's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 outlander at ridgeland mitsubishi get high style without the high price. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive once a day starting at $26,095. Get up to $3,500 over book value for the trip during the spring sales event at Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Get Thunderstruck. MSRP based on Outlander ES2WD. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply to retail for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends three You're
18: listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss sports. Brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers, diamonds, watches, special specialty gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village.
11: Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Restaurant Revitalization Fund was created for an industry that's faced a lot of struggles during the pandemic. Pat Fontaine, the executive director of the Mississippi Hospitality and Restaurant Association, told us some Mississippians were able to take advantage.
15: And initially, it was $28.6 billion allocated specifically to the restaurant industry, but that was nationwide so uh... it was depleted within the first twenty one days here in mississippi we had a roughly nineteen hundred restaurants apply for that uh... grant mm-hmm. Um Only 511 received funding, so that left about 1,400 restaurants that had applied in Mississippi that did not receive the funding.
14: Senator Roger Wicker has been working toward a replenishment of the fund. They're seeking an additional $40 billion. For all things Mississippi, visit (laughs) supertalk.fm.
20: A lot has changed in Mississippi in the last 100 years. But since its founding in 1922, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation has always been the voice of agriculture in the state. And that holds true today. The next time you sit down for a meal, throw on some jeans, or cheer on your favorite team, remember who grows the food, clothes, even the turf that makes it all possible. Celebrating 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau in 2022. Become a member today by signing up at msfb.com. You know that nowadays, most people
0: go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Supertalk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back, everyone. The Tubes. Super Talk Mississippi. I'm no defender. This is from Jason on the C Spire text line. Oh, yeah. He said, how much did they lose in 2020? You may have missed that, Jason, but uh, it's a great question, talking about the big oil companies. And they lost a boatload, and starting with ExxonMobil, uh, the largest, and they lost a uh, Twenty, uh, nearly twenty-one billion. They're on track to make twenty-one billion. Actually, they lost. Excuse me, twenty-two billion, in uh, twenty twenty, and they made twenty-one billion less than they actually made. Uh, they lost. I'm sorry, in the prior year, so they broke even over the two-year period. Uh, roughly, that's the bottom line. So, it's just disingenuous for Bernie and Warren and all the communists in the, the, uh, on the Democrat side in the Congress to, to lash out. And again, I'm not defending them. I'm defending markets. I'm not defending a particular company. I'm just defending the concept of choice and markets and, and government staying the heck out of it. So what do they want to do? Institute price controls? No Exxon. You can't charge that much. I mean, is that what they seek? So, this is something that's getting some attention. What do you think about this, folks? A bill and a push by Senate Democrats to suspend the federal gas tax for a while, and that's getting some opposition now from members of the Senate on both sides, and this is really just an attempt to stem the rising pump prices. The White House is worried because I've offered this opinion before, I'll say it again. I think, to a great extent, the price of gas at the pump figures largely into the way a person votes. And if in November, when they go to the polls, it's one of the first things they're going to think about. Hmm, Which of these candidates do I want to support in the general election, The the one that is in the same party as the person in the White House, right or wrong, most people associate their economic situation, and they, uh, they connect it to the president, either good or bad. I think that's just a fact. If I believe if COVID hadn't reared its ugly head, we would have had a, uh, a different outcome. In the 2020 election, notwithstanding possible voting irregularity and accuracy and all that sort of stuff, it wouldn't even have been close, in my view. Because I think we were rocking along quite nicely from an economic perspective. We had relatively low infa- inflation and low unemployment. I mean, that's the, that's the sweet spot. We had, um, now we got almost $10 trillion more in debt. Two years later, not giving Donald Trump and the Republicans a pass on that either because when COVID hit, they panicked and passed all these bills to shower the country with money to keep it afloat because governments were shutting it down. But nonetheless, back to gas, there are some that are predicting the price of gas will continue to rise at the pump because the price of oil is getting dangerously close to $100. And, man, some of the analysts in the industry are predicting $150. I saw that. I saw that this morning. $150 um, price per barrel. So that would be... That'd be ugly. Yeah, that'd be astronomical. And I'm, I'm trying to see who the group was that I saw that... I can't find it. There is a group that, that's pretty involved in analysis of the, uh, of the energy industry, and that is their prediction at this point. Uh, so, by the way, if the federal gas tax were eliminated or suspended, that's 18 cents. So, for every gallon you buy at the pump, 18 cents of that cost is a federal.
2: According to John Driscoll, the director of JTD Energy Services, in an interview uh, Monday on CNBC, he said, quote, There is a scenario where we could vault past 120, even as high as 150 a barrel. Okay.
3: There you go. Thank you, Rhino. Jason, by the way, says, I'm no defender of big oil, nor am I an expert, but it seems like when it costs more to ship anything across the country because of supply chain shortages – Gas is included in the definition, yeah, production, of everything. Agree. Compare gas prices back home in Mississippi to here seems obvious to me. Yeah, I, I hear you, and a lot of the different the, the explanation for the differences in, in the price of fuel between the states and even cities is explained with taxes and fees and other components uh, in a gallon. In a, in a quantity of the product, the average right now, for example, for regular across the nation, is three dollars and fifty one cents. That sounds high, but that's uh, I saw that report this morning. In California, it is four dollars and seventy two cents. So a, a a buck twenty more in California because of all the add ons and the layers of additional fees and taxes and costs in California. Meanwhile, they're pushing hard to implement standards. So, I'm not sure you you guys were aware, but when Trump came in, he issued some orders that prohibited states from implementing CAFE standards, mileage standards, emission standards that exceeded those of the EPA. And Joe Biden has reversed that order, meaning states such as California, who were pushing full speed ahead to do so, are enacting legislation that uh, would allow them to impose much stricter, much more stringent emissions guidelines on vehicles operated in that state. So that's going to cause the price to go up even higher and probably push more people, and certainly in that state, prematurely in many cases, to electric vehicles to avoid those ridiculous prices. Um, Jeff in Forrest County says was not Swede, Krut, uh, 150 under George W. and more oil workers. I think there was a point back in that era when we had all the crises in the East. I do seem to remember that I certainly remember 120.
2: Uh, The highest I can see is 147 a barrel in late 2008. Yeah.
3: You know, and and look, I'm a supply sider, okay? I'm a Ronald Reagan, Larry Kudlow, Art Laffer, Stephen Moore, who was on the program Monday. I'm a supply sider. And all that simply means is whatever policy could be implemented to encourage more production, and thus more supply, that's the best way to combat inflation. And and the the oil is no exception. This is just a function of the global market, because it is a global market. So what do we have? We have a president who immediately, in deference to the woke mob, (laughs) Who thinks climate change has got to be front and center in the central theme of every single policy, every single agency issues all these goofy executive orders? What was it, Lars Larson? I said I think said yesterday reminded us that that was the very first order. It was to shut down the Keystone pipeline. We are awash in oil, I believe, but we ain't drilling for it. And the other thing is because you've got an administration who is signaling we're going to EVs, we're going to EVs, get ready. Well, what happens is the oil companies, the giant oil companies say, well, hmm, we're not going to invest anymore. Take that market, you're just going to have to live with this for a long time, honestly, because it ain't ready for prime time. And then you've got them, you've got folks that are out there Binding together their buying power of, of uh, equity positions in the likes of ExxonMobil such that they can get and control votes on board seats. And what do they do? Nominate someone and get elected someone to their board that wants to take the company that they're governing out of the business that they're in. Imagine that. You're in a boardroom, you're the CEO, and you've got a board member who says, I don't want us, is ExxonMobil, I don't want us to be in the oil and gas business anymore. Huh? That's how we make money. That's what people buy our stock for. That's what all these people do for a living. I don't mean just phase out, ease into it, diversify. I mean, no, we want you totally out of it. It's just dumb. And we all pay the price for it. It's time to get the drills out. Let's go. We can do it. We're going to take a break right here. And uh, have you listen to some messages, hopefully. We'll come back with a final segment on Midday's.
4: Did you know you can find the
18: latest sales information or breaking jewelry fashions from All Britons on Facebook? Hi, I'm Cameron Allbritton. We've come a long way since my great-granddad opened in 1920. How we live, travel, and even celebrate, but some things shouldn't change. Fine diamonds and jewelry from All Britons are still treasured for their quality and value.
6: Be sure to like us on Facebook and come see us. All Britons, Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. Put more room in
0: your budget during the President's Sale at Miss Kelly's. Give your space the upgrade you need and save hundreds of dollars off our already low prices. Plus, when you finance for 60 months, there's no
12: money down required, which
11: means you can walk
12: out without paying, and your payments are low. How about $3,000 in furniture and bedding for only $56 a month? Need it right away? Check out what's in stock and ready for you on Kelly's.com. Live large on a
11: small budget at Miss Kelly's President's Sale.
3: That's for you, Fred Shanks. Where are you?
2: (laughs) Uh, Rhino, uh, what about some baseball tomorrow? Oh, yeah, the national champions, Mississippi State Bulldogs, are going to be kicking off their uh, opening weekend of baseball. And Sports Talk Mississippi will be there with them. There's lots of reasons to celebrate in 2022. Mississippi State Bulldogs, like I said, the reigning national champions, will hit the diamond for a new season. And Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation is celebrating their 100th year anniversary. So tomorrow, that's Thursday, February 17th, Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation will celebrate opening day with Sports Talk Mississippi live at Duty Noble Field. you hear from players, coaches, and more to celebrate the opening of the college baseball season. Don't miss it. Yep, that's coming up tomorrow. Hard to believe it's here. I wonder if the weather
3: is going to get them, though, huh?
2: Could be an issue. I have seen some uh, some scary reports, but uh, from what I understand, they are planning on being somewhere within uh, what is considered the greatest college baseball stadium on the planet. <laughs> I got you. Probably up in the press box. There you go. <laughs>
3: Tony from Lawrence County says, I run 18 wheelers and I just paid $3.70 per gallon for fuel in Brookhaven. $3.75 to fill up one truck with the angry emoji inserted in the text. Is he uh, so stupid not to reopen the pipeline in Anwar? That's Paul and Meridian. Yeah, I mean, the fact is, there are just plenty of resources. Didn't we prove that when Trump was president? I mean, that's one thing you have to credit the guy for. We achieved independence, energy independence. That is not a goal of this administration. The goal of this administration is to 100% totally discontinue consumption of fossil fuels.
2: They don't try to hide it. They're out in the open about it. But what's maddening is their seeming inability to even consider nuclear power. Totally agree. Not gonna even to in the to equation. You need to charge those EVs, so you still got to produce power somehow. What's the most effective way to do it? Nuclear. Not even in the equation, and you could
3: argue to a great extent if Angela Merkel in Germany hadn't shut theirs down, we wouldn't have this Ukraine Russia situation. It's a
2: factor. I still think a part of that Goes back to the historical grudge between France and Germany because if you look at who the world leader is in building nuclear facilities, pretty dang quick, it's France. Yeah,
3: yeah, true. I guess I'm going to have to walk home five miles. Gas is too high on the ceasefire text line. If the president would let the oil companies drill and open the Keystone pipeline, that would help a lot. Agree. Absolutely. Let's let's uh, open it up. Totally agree. Climate thra- change threatens everything on the planet, so let's further risk everything to save this greater lessle dung beetle that's coming from the woke mob, according to Jason. Uh, yeah, there is some truth to that, how we just get
2: out of whack and... I guess what's important. We need wind power, but don't put the wind over don't don't put the turbines over there. You're gonna hurt this this random bird. Yeah, I know.
3: It it really is uh, crazy. Tim and McGee says we have our own gas, but we'd rather buy it. It's like buying a new vehicle and leaving it parked, and then going to lease a vehicle elsewhere. True story. Uh, somebody said, let's see, I, I can't find it, Rhino, but somebody said uh, made the statement about. Um, Biden, not Biden, uh, Obama, who of course famously said that the price of energy would, quote, necessarily skyrocket. That's 12 years ago, he was saying. That was the plan. I'm going to make it so expensive you won't consume those dirty fossil fuels and we'll achieve our climate change objective. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's on the ceasefire text line from the 228 billion Pascagoula aren't the gas prices exactly what the left wanted? What Obama told us would happen exactly. Thank you for that, Billy. That's what we were talking about. glad I found it. It's going to get to the point where we can't get gas vehicles anymore, and the demand for electric gets to too big, too quick, and America will come to a crawl. Yeah, I, I agree. I've, I've stated that I do think it's a, a bit premature, that it needs to be done methodically and surgically but the left does everything with a dang hammer. It sure seems. three seventy five he got a deal on the cease tax line. Nate paid two ninety eight for a regular unleaded in Batesville this morning. Wow, That's pretty good. That's lower than it is around here. They can't disagree that everything is going up, Malcolm from Tishomingo, man, they sure do seem to be trying to, don't they? I agree, in a state of denial about that. Uh, let's see, even Obama wanted energy independence, yeah, he kind of came around on that, that's true because he saw the the uh, the threats, the geopolitical and threats of war and conflict in the Middle East, And he, yeah, I totally agree, and he knew that was bad for him politically. Hmm. Not what I voted for, it's sickening, Biden cuddling the far left, I hear you, Jason. All right, is Biden going to buy us all an electric car? That's on the ceasefire text line. Doubtful. We are out of here today. I'm off tomorrow. Mandy coming in, going to be speaking to the Ridgeland Rotary. Looking forward to that. Until then, watch this weather, folks. Stay safe. Back with you on Friday. God bless.